0: it's finally here ladies and gentlemen it is time for the nfl playoffs it is super wild card weekend and it's where go home for the nfl's best team so we are breaking down all six of these games and telling you who wins and telling you who goes home all this is coming up next on a house call Perfect, perfect, perfect what's up everybody welcome into the gridiron segment here at house call sports i am here with sammy and lawrence my name is matt and before we break down everything about super wild card weekend i want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video and that is vivid seats this is the most trustworthy and easy to navigate ticketing website they have reliable and rewarding tickets a 100 buyer guarantee which is your transaction will be safe and secure you will get full service customer care and you will be compensated for any canceled events and It's got the only ticketing rewards program around. All that means is to say, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention for the entire NFL season, but it is the time. It is the exact time you want to go to an NFL game right now, people. It is the NFL playoffs, okay? So I know there's a game for you to go to. So go to it. Go to it now and grab your seat at Vivid Seats. They are guaranteed. So hit the link in the description to go sit vividly now. Let's get into Super Wild Card Weekend, and we have a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right into it, and we are starting in the AFC with the 4-5 matchup. It is Joe Flacco in the dangerous five-seeded Cleveland Browns going on the road against the four-seeded AFC South winning Houston Texans led by rookie phenom quarterback CJ Stroud. So, Sammy, I'm going to kick it to you first on this one, man. Give me your thoughts on this game, and then obviously predict it for me, man. Tell me who wins.
1: Yeah. What a start to super wildcard weekend, right? Like this is exactly the matchup you'd want to set the tone for what's supposed to be one of the better playoff playoffs in, in recent memory. I mean, we got a stack super wildcard weekend. Can't wait to watch all these games, but as for the Browns and Texans, it's, it's very interesting. This game storyline wise and analytically wise, it's just, it's just almost perfect. Now, unfortunately, Deshaun Watson isn't playing in this game. Yep. But that might be the best thing to happen to the Cleveland Browns because we got the emergence of old man Joe Flacco. And my goodness, has Joe Flacco been utterly amazing? 13 passing touchdowns, 8 picks in 5 games. You know, the turnovers, you'd like for him to slow down. But when he's passing for 13 touchdowns, I don't think you really care. So the offense has been revitalized completely. And then what helps is that the defense is probably... The best defense in the league according to the yards per game it's definitely the best defense in the league and it's it, they're about to go up against probably you know the most inexperienced team in the entire playoffs um in the in the houston texans rookie head coach rookie quarterback but let me tell you this is no ordinary head coach qb quarterback they're not rookies man not at all like like cj stroud definitely the offensive rookie of the year and D'Amico Ryan's has done a phenomenal job here's my thing about the Texans and why I don't think they're going to be able to get it done the experience uh, one plays a factor but two I don't feel in the playoffs I think you're gonna need a run game I think you're gonna need a run game because the game is gonna slow down a bit okay all these PIs and stuff like that they're not supposed to be called every other play like they are in the regular season granted we've seen in in the past that things have been you know a little bit different but the texans in my opinion their running game is just not good enough like they're 22nd in the league and it doesn't help that the the browns are pretty good against the run and if you want to pass if you're the texans well that's that's if you want to pass you can go ahead and do it But they have one of the best passing defenses in the league. I mean, probably they're the the second best in terms of yards per pass. And they're they're the best uh, passing defense in the NFL by far. So look, the Texans, in my opinion, I think that this game is going to be close. um, But evidently, I think the inexperience is going to take a toll. I think Joe Flacco is hot. I think this Texans defense, especially in their secondary is not going to be good enough. And, and quite frankly, I, I, I think CJ Shaw is going to have a good game, but I don't think, especially with, you know, the question marks surrounding their wide receiver core, Noah Brown and Robert Woods are both questionable. I don't think Nico Collins is going to be able to get whatever he wanted. Like he was able to get against, against the Colts. And the, if Dell was playing, I probably would have like given them a better chance, but I just think this defense is way too strong. I think the offensive line, as good hit, as it has been, as good as it has been for the Texans, I think Miles Garrett's going to get there plenty of times. And CJ Straw for as good as he is, I think he's going to feel the pressure. So, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns here. It would have been so sweet for the Texans. It would be so sweet for the Texans to get this win over the Browns because, quite frankly, the Browns. I think the Browns need this win. Because if they lose this game, they're losing to the team that you begged to get Deshaun Watson for. Like you begged them for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson gets hurt and now their franchise quarterback as a rookie is going to advance to the divisional round. Just, that's just unsettling for your Cleveland. But I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns here. I'm going go to go to 24-17, 24-17 Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, you look up and down the Browns throughout the regular season. I mean, they have like maybe the most impressive resume of any team in football, like the quality teams that they have beat up and down their schedule. I think they have one of the most impressive strength of victories. They might have the best strength of victory in football this year. So they've beaten a lot of really, really good teams, and they're going to be facing another one in Houston on Saturday. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. What do you think about this game, man? Give me your thoughts on Texans Browns and who wins.
2: I, th- I think this is one of the most interesting matchups of, of the weekend. I think this is going to be a really close game and not, not because of the offences, you know. We can talk about Joe Flacco and his 13 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. That is pretty good stats. Um, but CJ Stroud is playing really good football right now um, and I think he's definitely the better QB on the field. My concern for both teams is is how, how can they how they going to be able to limit the turnovers you've got two actually good defenses here browns across the board are elite they got a great pass rush they're going to be very keen to get cj stroud off his mark and rolling around and forcing him to make plays on his outside the pocket um getting pressure on his face forcing the turnovers and the mistakes equally this texan secondary is no joke they have allowed only 17 passing touchdowns this season, which is near the top of the league, if not the best in the league in terms of in coverage. You know, this secondary for the Texans is their strong part of their team, especially on the defence, right? And you're coming in as the Browns with Joe Flacco, who is a gunslinger, who is f- happy to let the ball out, air it out, throw it at the safeties, throw it deep to Amara Cooper. You know, the Texans could be very opportunistic. And if they take the ball away a couple of times, you know, Derek Stingley has a big game. This game could go either way. You know, I I, I think it's gonna ultimately going to come down to the wire. It's going to come down to, quite frankly, which QB throws the least interceptions. And, and that's not to disrespect CJ Stroud. I think he's had a phenomenal year. That's not to disrespect um, uh, Joe Flacco. I just think with the way this game is set up, it's going to be decided by the defense and which ones take the ball away the most. Um, personally, I think the Browns are the better team. I think their defence is going to be wasted if they can't get this win. But equally, the Texans have a lot of playmakers. Will Anderson's having a great year. Obviously, Tank Dell is no longer there, but you know Nico Collins is having a great year. They need to be able to run the ball, though, and they can't do that against anyone this season they're one of the worst in the leagues running the ball which is why cj stroud had to do so much you know he's been able to take the load this year but when it comes to the playoffs it's a big ask to our cj stroud to beat the browns and that elite defense so he's going to need the help from the run game which has been awful this year you know singletary's gonna to have to step up pierce is gonna to have to try and step up um but look this game is going to be very close i have it <laughs> I have it. I heard it. Yeah, I, I have it. Um, 20 uh, to 17. I actually think the Browns are going to edge it in the very last moment. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Final field goal kick. I think that's how close this game is going to be. Don't sleep on either team. It could literally go either way. But yeah, look for the turnovers, look for the interceptions, look for the secondaries of the Texans to step up and look for the pass rush of the Browns to really unnerve the rookie CJ Stroud in his first playoff game.
0: Lawrence, I'm really glad you talked about the turnovers in this game because I've got a couple stats that I looked up uh, that I'm going to get to here about both teams and their turnovers that are pretty crazy. But I'll get, that, get to that a little bit later. But my first takeaway from this game is one uh, that Sammy kind of talked about. So even though I have a ton of respect for Joe Flacco, and like Sammy said, the, the Browns are obviously better off having him as the starting quarterback. I love his story. He's just played better than Deshaun Watson this year. I do kind of wish Deshaun Watson was here so we'd have another revenge storyline. Deshaun's first playoff game in Cleveland is back in Houston. That would have been like a super cool dynamic to kind of add to the game. But I mean, this game is going to be great either way. I mean, this for me, this game is easily the the game I had the hardest time picking because the Browns defense is so elite. Obviously, we've seen Joe Flacco. He's been awesome since he's been back. But the D'Amico Ryans, CJ Stroud combination is something that I have so much respect for and it's going to be great for a long time. And like Sammy said, these guys aren't rookies anymore. These guys are playing like you know, five, six year vets. And obviously in Ryan's case, coaching like a five, six year head coach, you know? so But I actually decided to go with the Texans on this one. I'm going to go different from you guys. I'm going with Houston because first of all, I've been on record, okay? Joe Flacco is due to come back to earth here a little bit, okay? He's played extremely well. He obviously has chemistry with Amari Cooper. He's elevated David Njoku's game as well to a different level. Njoku looks like a top five tight end. With Joe Flacco and he's still got that cannon of an arm and he can take the top off a defense but even in just his five starts with the Browns like Lawrence mentioned he's thrown eight picks okay and I think the turnovers are going to be a huge issue for him in the Browns in this one because You look at the team in the NFL who has the most giveaways this season. I was shocked, I didn't realize it. It's the Browns, the Cleveland Browns have the most total giveaways, 37 total giveaways and 23 interceptions were the most by any team in the league, okay? And then when you look at the other side of the ball, the Houston Texans, I was even more shocked to see that this team has the fewest giveaways in the entire NFL, just 14 giveaways all season, the best team in football, which is remarkable for a team with a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback, you'd think a team with a 39 year old Vedic quarterback with the Super Bowl ring like the Browns would be the team that takes care of the football. Instead, it's the team with the rookie quarterback who's made 15 career starts. So it's crazy. But listen, I think this is going to be a close competitive game. I think it's going to be hard fought, but since it's in Houston and CJ Stroud has been unbelievable, like we were talking about, doesn't turn the football over and gives you all the upside of any really great quarterback in the league, really what, what we've seen. And obviously D'Amico Ryan's is the man. I think they take care of the football. I think Joe Flacco does come back to earth. He's going to have a few turnovers that really hurt the Browns and that's going to lead Houston to winning 22 to 20 and CJ Stroud is going to win his first playoff game. Ever, But I think this is my favorite matchup of the weekend. I don't know about you, or maybe not my favorite matchup of the weekend, but the matchup that I think is gonna be the most competitive, entertaining matchup of the weekend, for sure. I'm really, really excited to see it. But let's move on. We're gonna go to Kansas City, where it is Sammy's six-seeded Miami Dolphins. And they are going to be going to Arrowhead to face the three-seeded AFC winning and defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm actually gonna kick it to Lawrence first on this one, man uh you might be giving away your pick prediction already by the name uh but i'm gonna go to you anyway give me your thoughts on this game and who wins
2: um this game i'm not going to say it's going to be close but i don't think it's going to be highest scoring either you know cheese by 50 yeah okay obviously not going to happen but this game is not going to be a high scoring game again it's one of those games which i feel is going to be decided by the defense right and right now out of these two teams the Chiefs' defence is significantly better than the Dolphins' defence. Unfortunately, we do have to talk about the weather conditions and what we're expecting it to be like in Arrowhead because that is going to massively impact the game. Mm. The the Chiefs are used to playing in those kind of conditions more so than the Dolphins are, and I think that is going to factor into it. It's also going to mean that Dolphins' high-powered passing offence isn't going to be as effective with the winds and the cold. It's going to be hard for them to get that going in the same way that they might be used to. So that right off the bat, the Dolphins are going to lead, lose a key element of their game with Tyreek Kill, and J-Wall, probably not being as productive as you might expect them to be if it were, let's say, in Miami. But this game, defence is going to have to step up for both teams. And in particular, in in the run game, right? With the conditions being this bad, running is going to become much more of an important aspect of each team's offensive game plans. The Dolphins run the ball better than anyone else in the league. That's what they do best. That is what that's what's enabled them to be so successful this season. But the Chiefs equally have been very successful running the ball when they actually run the ball. My main issue with the Chiefs is bit be- this season has been they haven't run the ball enough you know you see all these complaints about you know the receivers dropping catches you know not getting open whatever you know Travis Kelsey's has regressed a little bit he's not been the same guy as he's, as he's been in the past You know, Mahomes has struggled to reach the same statistical kind of like um, level he's reached in the past but quite frankly I feel like now this season the Chiefs have tried to kind of force their identity on offense trying to yes. force passing the ball rather than playing to their strengths which is has which is you've got an elite defense a top two defense and you've got a run game which works for you As pacheco he might run like a madman but he's effective okay you've got a good offensive line you have all the pieces to make a deep playoff run and you're not playing like it because you're trying to force the ball downfield, force it to guys like tony who aren't exactly meeting up their two expectations those catches, those drop catches, should I say, are only going to get worse in these kind of conditions. So if you go, if the Chiefs go into this into this game thinking Mahomes is going to drop back, he's going to throw the ball a lot. Quite frankly, they might end up losing this game to the Dolphins. I think Andy Reid is too good of a coach to make that mistake. I think he's going to know exactly what he needs to do in order to win this game, which is stop the Dolphins' run game, force Tua to throw it in less than ideal conditions. And that will, that will kind of, you know, yield some mistakes and turnovers in favour of the Chiefs. And quite frankly, run the ball more. That's what they need to do. That's what's going to make them successful. This game could quite easily get away from whichever team decides to try and throw the ball the most. I don't think that's going to be the Chiefs because they know what they need to do in order to climb the mountain. They know what they need to do when it comes to playoffs. They need to do whatever it takes to win. And that's what they've done best. That's why they're on the brink of becoming a dynasty in the NFL. But quite frankly, the Dolphins, you know, again, a lot of expectations on the Dolphins. I don't have an awful lot of faith. It's not a great matchup in terms of, you know, it's the Chiefs. It's a tough game. They're once again playing an elite defense. And, you know, I've talked a lot, about, a lot in the past about them getting exposed versus good teams and good defenses. This could be one of those situations. But unfortunately... Regardless of the result, neither... whichever other team wins, I personally think it's going to be the Chiefs. which team's going to win, you know, it, it's always going to have an asterisk because that weather is going to kind of take away a lot from both teams, more so on the Dolphins' side of the ball. But equally, you've got to play in the conditions. I think the Chiefs at home, really hostile environment for the Dolphins, definitely going to play an impact in terms of crowd noise alone. Factoring the conditions, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think it's not going to be by 50 I just said that try and get under Sammy skin. Um, but I do think the Chiefs win um, by a touchdown or more. Uh, give me the Chiefs 27-20.
0: Lawrence, I'm actually proud of you. That was remarkably respectful. That was I was not expecting you to be that respectful, but that was that was very respectful. I think you probably got all the disrespect out on Tuesday, but that was that was I'm proud of you. That was awesome. It's, it's, it's uh, more saving
2: it. it for next Tuesday when the Dolphins lose. Okay, yeah. there, there, there you go. Why, you, Matt? Like, why? I don't understand why you had
1: to say anything. Like, it was gonna come. <laughs> I was just pointing it out. I was proud of him. I no, I, but- I, I wanted to say. You Sonny understand
0: was the worst. no it came I, I actually team wasn't
1: team. I actually wasn't look we got to be on our a game it's the playoffs what can I we say? got to
0: yeah we got to we exactly. gotta be we gotta be we gotta be objective here now okay it's the playoffs uh but yeah like you said I mean Kansas City in my opinion this is a take that I haven't said yet I don't know how you guys feel about this but I think Patrick Mahomes has to do something that I don't know if he's capable of doing in order for the Chiefs to to win the Super Bowl and that's just be a game manager like, yeah. you have the defense. You have a top-two defense. You have a really good running back. The receivers aren't great, so you're going to have to, you know, get the ball out quick to Rice, get the ball to, uh, to get the ball to Kelsey, and just don't turn the football over. You can't try to do Patrick Mahomes things all the time with the team that you have right now because you don't have the Tyreek Hill. You don't have those downhill or those downfield playmakers that you normally have, and you obviously – it looks like Eric Biennemi also has had an effect on you know that offense him leaving as well you know so I think I think in order for that team to be successful Mahomes has to play like you know the first Patriots dynasty Tom Brady you know where it's like he's not turning the ball over he's just making the right reads making the right plays you know throwing the ball away if he has to and they run the ball a lot in order for them to be successful so yeah and and especially in weather like this I think both teams are going to kind of have to play like that you know with it's going to be negative 30 or whatever they said it's going to be so yeah It's going to be interesting to see how you know how it all plays out but sammy i'm going to you man obviously these are your dolphins man give me your thoughts on this game and who do you think wins uh i'm gonna
1: be completely transparent here i'm not gonna overreact like i usually do but i am gonna pick the dolphins to win this game um and i understand i understand you know that's a crazy thing to say after seeing what happened this past sunday against the buffalo bills what if I told you guys that losing to the Buffalo Bills might be better than winning? Because quite frankly, I think the thought, I think the thought of beating Buffalo twice is just completely out of this world. And I think we're past right now the expectations of the Dolphins, okay? I, I think right now, I think right now everybody's low on the Dolphins, okay? And 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 they might not want to admit it, but everybody is. But uh, the same way everybody's kind of like hesitant to really jump on the Cowboys bandwagon like even though they've looked pretty relatively good this year like it doesn't matter because quite frankly you got to win on the road even though they the Cowboys are only going to have one road game in order to if they do end up uh, going to the NFC Championship they're only going to have one road game to do it to go to the Super Bowl so with the Dolphins I understand the, the the weather conditions are rough but look this Chiefs run defense isn't exactly, you know, admirable. I mean, the, the rush defense, their yards per rush is twenty fourth in the league. The rush defense number eighteenth in the league. The Dolphins run game is one of the best in the league. That the their first in uh, their yards per rush. Their first, their six in yards per game. Like it's it's really right now. If you're talking about like the best time for mike mcdaniel to break out his playbook in terms of running the ball instead of cracking a toss every other play it's right now and you have the running game and the runners to do it raheem most likely to play you're in rap report reported it. he's probably going to play devon a likely going to play um so if there's any time to start like running the ball for the miami dolphins is right now and i don't think the chiefs have exactly have the run defense are you going to be able to maintain Tua? Absolutely. I'm pretty sure every big game Tua has been maintained, okay? It's it's no it's no secret. Tua has been underwhelming against big teams and and believe me, that's a that's a, a terrible thing for me to admit. But something that Mike McDaniel simply tries it, it's like that he fares away from this. He fares away from running the ball just like the Chiefs do. And 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 it's crazy. He he really does believe in Tua so much that he's willing to put the game on the line and it does not matter it does, it, it, and maybe it's because Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle on the team, and obviously, like you would want to trust those guys. But sometimes you just gotta stick to your roots. Mike McDaniel, before he was an offensive coordinator, he was a run game coordinator, and he was already being offered offensive coordinator jobs because of what he was doing in the run game with running backs that were less talented than the ones that we're naming. Now, look. I understand everybody's going to talk about the run game. Everybody's going to talk about the weather. Let's put, let's call, let's call a spade a spade. This is playing the Chiefs in Arrowhead. This is playing Patrick Mahomes on the road. Okay, so this is this is going to be tough, no matter how you slice it. But the weather does ha- play a play a effect here. There's not going to be much passing, but there is going to be a lot of running. And I genuinely think that the Miami Dolphins are going to run the ball way better than the Chiefs do. And also what also helps is that the Miami dolphins have a top 10 run defense and the the chiefs are middle of the pack. So if we're going to base everything on the run game, if we're going to decide, Hey, you know, we're going to run the ball and both teams are going to run the ball. We're going to pass less. Well, at that point, then you'd have to pick the dolphins in this game, because quite frankly, the dolphins have a way better run game. They have a way better run defense than the chiefs. I know it's the dolphins, right? So you expect them to do the worst. And, and I, I, I have no expectations for this game going into the arrowhead. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to pick them to win this game because I I genuinely think the frustration of the last two weeks is going to boil over here against the Kansas city chiefs. I, I think the weather conditions are pretty perfect for what the dolphins I think are going to try to do. And I think Tua is not going to, he's not going to do anything crazy. I I think too, is going to be the game manager that he was two years ago when he had Brian Flores as his head coach. I think he's going to dump it off, make the right decisions. Much like, much like Tom Brady would do. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to do the same thing, but with a less good, with a a run game, that's a lot worse. So it's, it's going to be, it's, it's funny, right? Like I, I, I was, I'm going on this whole tangent and you'd expect for me with my low expectations to pick the chiefs, but I'm I'm look, I'm not I'm standing on business, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fare away from the Chiefs. I'm not gonna fare away from the Dolphins. I know time and time again, they're probably gonna let me down, but I'd say that this is probably the matchup. If you were to tell me pick if you were to tell me pick a team of these upper echelon teams, who would I rather face? It would be between the Texans and Chiefs, but I wouldn't be mad at facing the Chiefs.
2: I mean, let's be honest. You wish you beat the Bills, because A, you'd have the AFC East, and B. You'd be playing the steelers rather than the chiefs so let's not act like you're, you're glad you're no, playing the we'd Chief have
1: we'd the have played the bills twice we'd have played the bills again I
0: think you i think you would
1: have the entire the twice. entire reason the entire but, reason why the, the, the i mean beating the
2: yeah like the chiefs i accept the chiefs are not the chiefs of old out of all the top four afc teams you want to play either the chiefs or um the texans the conditions they don't really favor anyone yes the dolphins run the ball with the best in the league um and the chiefs when they do run the ball run the ball well they just haven't done it in enough volume i think just, you know the, the dolphins have run the ball more so that their stats in terms of running are gonna be better you know raheem Mostert has had a great year 18 touchdowns on the season you know devon a chain is a great change of be- change of pace back you look at the chiefs okay they have pacheco behind behind them you know who do they who do they really have that stands out um, what what for me kind of tilts this in favour of the Chiefs over the Dolphins is not just my blind hatred of the Dolphins, it's that it's the fact that this game, I don't think it's going to be the same game when the Patriots played the Bills and Matt Jones and they, they passed the ball three times and they just ran it all game there are going to be certain throws in this game which you have to have and for both teams and I think in that moment, game on the line, that final two minute drill, whatever, whichever team's doing it that QB cannot, is not going to be able to run the ball consistently in a two-minute drill. So you're going to have to pass it. And I think this game is going to get to the stage where it is going to be decided by that two-minute drill, either by the team who who has the ball trying to win it or trying to draw it and the defense standing tall. I think that's how close this game could be. And that's, that is, you know, would I be saying that if the weather was different? No, but we are where we are. And that final two-minute drill, either two is going to have to go down the field March down the field and make some key throws against a very strong Chiefs defense, or Mahomes is going to have to go downfield and make some throws against a, a, a Dolphins defense, which is not as good as you probably think it is. They're leak, they've lost talent from injuries. That is true, but they're also not, they're just not as good as a Chiefs defense. And I think in that moment, you do have to keep account for Mahomes being Mahomes. Yes, okay, I agree with what Matt said in that he has, he is going to have to be a game manager. But he's going to have to be a game manager until the moment where he yes. has to be at Mahomes again. And I think They're that is the down. Of football, where it's going to play a football where it's going to happen in third downs, maybe some fourth downs. And for sure, in, in there's going to be a clutch moment. And right now, in a game which is so difficult to predict because of the weather, and you don't know how each team is going to play within that weather, that Mahomes fact, and I hate it because I don't particularly like Mahomes either. I think he's a little bit overhyped. Um, but he is... You know, a top three QB in this league. He has done it before. He ha- is that guy, um, and and I think right now that that's what's kind of tilting me more so in favor of the Chiefs winning this game is because in that moment when it comes down to I a don't have much faith in Tua in this kind of moment, and and B I, I have more I have faith in Mahomes. I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. We can talk about defense. you can talk about rush game. But is, there's going to be moments and it's going to have to be which QB can make the plays. And right now, I don't think any of us are going to say Tua is more clutch than Mahomes in these moments. And we none of us are expecting him to be. And I think ultimately that's for me is why I say 27-20 because I think it's going to come down to that kind of last two minutes of the game. And I think it's going to be the Dolphins trying to catch up with the Chiefs or it's going to be the Chiefs trying to get that last two-minute drill to kind of get over the line, use up clock and score some points. And I think Mahomes is more likely... Uh, to triumph in those situations, I think two is more likely to fail in those situations.
1: I, I'd i agree with you there. Any other year, but quite frankly, this ain't the year to say that because the receivers that you're playing with are not the receivers of old, yeah. and you don't have Eric enemy to bail you out here. You don't have Eric enemy to stomp on their necks and say, "Hey, you better do your job." Right now, Kadarius Tony, Kadarius, you have Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, you got Rasheed Rice thank God Travis Kelsey's there. Cause this is hands down the worst receiving core in the league without, without him. So right now I understand like you could, you could chop it up as yeah, Mahomes or Tua. I think anybody with anybody who has eyes and can see will take Mahomes. Okay. I'm taking Mahomes 1,000% in the clutch moment. I've seen it way too often, but right now the receivers he's throwing to aren't, aren't held accountable. They lead the league in drops, and you and even Travis Kelsey is dropping the ball at a rate that we've never seen before. So right yeah, now, right, right now, I completely agree with what you said about Mahomes. But at that point, who do I trust more? The wide receivers of the Dolphins or the wide receiver of the Chiefs? And I think without a shadow of a doubt, you would you would have to go with the wide receivers of the Dolphins. And that and that's evidently, evidently, you're absolutely right about Tua and, and, and him, you know, being questionable when it comes to the game on the line. And you're right about Patrick Mahomes. But right now, what cancels that out is the fact that some of these receivers that are the receivers that are on the chiefs are not going to be able to make the plays that the receivers on the the, the dolphins are going to be able to do. So I completely agree with what you're saying. I, and I would have agreed any other year. I really would have, if every enemy was still there, I would have been like, hand to God probably would have picked the chiefs, but this Chiefs team. This offense isn't isn't as good as it used to be. The run game isn't very I mean, the run game when they have run the ball is okay. It is pretty good. And if if this Dolphins team was fully healthy, I probably would have picked the, the Dolphins to win comfortably. But that would just be disrespecting Patrick Mahomes. Regardless, we are we are here right now. So i'm gonna stand i'm going stand ten toes you made some great points about patrick mahomes patrick mahomes look if he wins a super bowl with this uh if he wins a super bowl with this right receiving core
0: man
1: i will i'm sorry i'm sorry tom brady watch your back bro because i i promise you if he oh, somehow w- if he wins not, a not super bowl if yet. he wins a super bowl with this receiving core guys i don't know man he's he- he's almost he's like pace for pace it's crazy he
0: might he might go uh, as of now I would put him at like two or three maybe I might put him above Montana and that's saying a lot considering how great Montana is but I would put him him probably at two or three yeah but Brady I think he's just so far ahead yeah I uh, I think he's just so I'm not saying
1: I'm not saying he's gonna pass Brady or anything I'm just saying like if you hear some footsteps you might want to turn around you feel me like is all I'm saying he, it might be far away
2: it, in might, cross play, so.
1: it, it might be far yeah. away but you're still going to hear him
0: yeah i mean Brady won a lot of super Bowls with less than ideal wide receiver cores too but i mean if, if 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 He's Mahomes a, wins be the right,
2: path, won't right. If,
0: if Mahomes wins a Super Bowl with this receiving core, it begs the question like is he ever not going to win the super Bowl you know what i'm saying because like if if you know if, if they end up winning the super Bowl this year it's like how you know what I'm saying it's they they just haven't looked at all year but Sammy I wanted to kick it back to you cuz we you were talking about the run game and obviously we saw last week about you know Mike McDaniel they ran it so well in the first half you kind of touched on it when you went and then they you know kind of got away from it in the second half and that's what caused buffalo to win do you trust him to learn from his mistakes from last week like you were saying or is that is it going to piss him off that you know last week he kind of you know he kind of you know shit the bed for lack of a better word as far as that goes do you think he's going to learn from those mistakes or do you you're, do you trust him to do that or what, what, what are your thoughts on that
1: i think by now mike mcdaniel knows the situation he's going to heading into arrowhead he knows that it's not going to be an ideal passing situation. So I think if he does decide to suck, keep having to a sling it, I mean, we're going to have to question, is Mike McDaniel focusing on the game plan and the task at hand? Do I trust him? I do. I feel like Mike McDaniel has given us the best dolphin years in, in franchise hit some of the best dolphin years in, in, in a very long time. So right now, if Mike McDaniel, isn't looking at that weather and saying you and looking at all the linemen looking at all the running backs and saying you guys better warm the hell up you guys better be ready because i'm gonna run you guys almost to the ground like it's it's i'm gonna right. run the ball like if he hasn't learned now what can you really say right
0: yeah, like you said, I think the weather is going to be great incentive for him to do that. But I mean, last week, like that, like there was no reason to go away from the run game in that game. Like they were having so much success. A-chain was running all over him. So, yeah, I I have some trust issues with Mike McDaniel from last week. So he's going to have to prove it to me as far as, you know, he, he can actually stick to the, to the game plan and the stuff that's working. But obviously, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, listen, let me tell you, you couldn't pay me to show up to this game as a spectator. I'm not doing it. I'm not showing up. Uh, apparently, like I said, it's supposed to get to negative 30 degrees with wind gusts up to 45 miles an hour, uh, as someone who was born and raised in Alaska and had to deal with conditions like that on a somewhat consistent basis this time of the year, uh, that makes you hate everything. It's awful. It's miserable. You don't even like to exist or be alive in that weather, let alone, uh, play a do or die playoff game, uh, in football in that weather. So that weather is part of the reason why I now live in Hawaii. So that weather is literally terrible. Uh, but listen. I've had respect for for the Dolphins all year. Okay. They were my preseason AFC East winner. I like Tua. I think he's a top 10 quarterback, somewhere in that eight to 10 range. Okay. I think Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football. I'm interested to see how, you know, the Tyreek coming back to Kansas City storyline plays out because obviously the the time they played this year it was in Germany. So it wasn't like fully back in Kansas City. Obviously, I like Mostert and A Chain a lot, but they just aren't winning this game. A, a team from Miami playing in negative 30 degrees in January is not going to win, okay? And even if it wasn't negative 30, I don't think they would win anyway because like I said, I don't trust Mike McDaniel at this point to stick to the game plan. And Sammy, I heard you on Tuesday say that the Dolphins are a bad matchup. That is correct in the running game. They are a bad matchup for Kansas City in the running game. But the passing game, which is might be non-existent considering the conditions you know, that we're going to see, I think Kansas City is a bad matchup for Miami in the passing game because Kansas City's strength of their defense, which by the way they've got a top t- top three defense in football, whether it be total yards, points, passing yards, it all it, that's where it becomes a such matchup, a such a bad matchup. Excuse me for Miami. The Dolphins' strength is their passing game. At the end of the day, that's where their strength is because of those two wide receivers with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. That's their strength. Okay, they obviously have a good running game too, but that's their strength. Okay. Well, the Chiefs maybe have the best cornerback duo in football in LeJarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Okay. They can neutralize that duo and the Dolphins offensive line isn't good. Okay. I've seen some metrics that have them bottom 10 in the league as far as offensive lines go. Okay. Well, Kansas City's pass rush has the second most sacks in football this year with 57. And with the Dolphins having all of their pass rushers out, they won't be able to expose one of the Chiefs weaknesses, which is their poor tackle play with Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Okay. And going up against Patrick Mahomes. Even even with their offense being stagnant most of the year, if you're not going to be able to put pressure on him, that's a recipe to get beat. Okay. I don't see this being a pretty game to watch. Okay. And especially not pretty for Miami. I think it's going to be 20 to 10 Kansas city. I think this is going to be very low scoring. I think Kansas city is going to control this from start to finish. I don't see Miami being able to overcome a lot of these, a lot of these things that, you know, Kansas city is able to possess. And I think the weather being such a factor is going to make Kansas City realize, hey, Miami's going to be one-dimensional. Let's do everything we can to stop this running game, and I think that's going to be a that's going to be kind of a poor recipe as far as it goes for Miami. And two, I mean, when there's wind, when there's a lot of wind blowing, you want a quarterback who's got a strong arm. There's might be only one guy in the league who's got a stronger arm than Patrick Mahomes. And Tua's, I've seen Tua's arm strength get a lot better this year, but still, he's not like I wouldn't put him in the top ten as far as strong arm quarterbacks go. You know, so. Um, I think that's going to play a factor in this game as well. So yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City here. And I mean, you're in Arrowhead in in January. I mean, that's not a place that Kansas City loses very often. So and they're very experienced playoff wise and Miami's not, you know, so uh, yeah, I'm going Kansas City. I, I, I just I just can't not justify going with Kansas City in this game. Uh, and it's going to be you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting one. I mean, Tyree Kill going back to Kansas City. It's going to be a fun game to watch and we are going to break it down next week. But we got to go to buffalo man where the two-seeded afc east winning buffalo bills who have won five straight are hosting the seven-seeded pittsburgh steelers who snuck into the playoffs after beating a ravens team who was resting their starters in week 18 so sandy i'm gonna kick it to you on this one man give me your thoughts on this game and who wins
1: oh man uh i, I think the bills win comfortably and-, and not because the steelers are a bad team they're just average They're they're just so painfully average and it's And Mike Tomlin can only ride this above 500 streak for so long until somebody's got to tell him, hey, we should be winning these playoff games. It's it's getting ridiculous at this point. I think the bills are just way too hot. Like they're just they're just they just have heated up at the perfect time. Josh Allen is back to being Josh Allen after that great performance. I know he had two pretty ugly turnovers, but that performance against the Miami Dolphins, he he became Superman. So and and I wouldn't expect nothing less from a Josh Allen-led team. Um look, I, I understand that the Steelers have probably one advantage and it's probably the run game. I think the Steelers run game has gotten better and better. Jalen Warren, and Najee Harris are good. I just think this Bills defense, they've done an amazing job ever since Matt Milano and Trey Davies White got hurt. They've done a great job um, pretty much covering for him. And and they've been able to contain some of these high-level offenses. The Cowboys, the Dolphins, uh, the Chiefs. I mean, I mean, I, I know the, the game against the the Eagles was like high scoring, but they were, they were hanging in there for the most part. So with that being said, look, it's as simple as this. Josh Allen is at home. I, 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 the Steelers have Mason Rudolph starting. Like, I, I don't really, I hate to be that guy who doesn't give that much analysis into these games, but like this, it's like, I, and I understand the weather is going to be pretty rough. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't understand how I just don't, see a scenario where the Steelers go into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills with how hot they are, with how hot Josh Allen is, with how well-rounded each and every one of their aspects of football has been right now. Look, the Steelers have had a, a, a year where we did not expect them to, to make the playoffs or, or do anything, any such thing. I, then again, Mike Tomlin and, my, and Matt here probably predicted otherwise, but regardless... I'm going to pick the Bills here very, very, very comfortably, 27 to 13.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, especially, I mean, TJ Watt being out. I mean, if there was one chance that the Steelers had, it was TJ Watt, you know, creating some havoc. And, you know, him being out is, you know, the worst time for him to get hurt as far as the Steelers go. And, yeah, Mason Rudolph is not – he's played well, but, I mean, he's not inspiring confidence across, you know, pundits across the world, I don't think. Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. Give me your thoughts on this game and who do you think wins,
2: Steelers or Bills? I mean, this is going to be unanimous. We're all going to think the Bills are going to win this. Um, it, it's not a good matchup for the Steelers. Um, I don't even know who's going to start a quarterback. I've seen Mason Rudolph. I've seen Kenny Pickett might be back. Um, either way, whoever is starting is going to have a horrible day because this Steelers team cannot protect the quarterback. Not necessarily in sense that they're letting them let him get sacked. They're just getting pressured constantly, all the time. They rank 31st in the league in pass blocking as a team. That is awful, and, and quite frankly, I'm surprised the Steelers made the playoffs. They are, they are, they don't deserve to. I don't think. You know, remember at the <laughs> end of the season where, you know, they were winning games despite you know their offense conceding um, more yards than they were gaining, or something like that. The steel, the defenders Every game, carry, yeah. Um, they, they, they've they've been somehow managed to get taken to ten and seven. Credit to Mike Tomlin once again, in the winning season. Um, but they're gonna get absolutely trounced by Buffalo. It's not gonna be a close game. It's really not a good matchup. The the thing that the only thing the Steelers do well is pass rush, and that is because they have TJ Watt. Take him away. Who do they have? What do what chance do they really have? You know, they the QB is not gonna have much time to pass the ball. The Buffalo Bills secondary is one of the best in the league, and you know that again. Is going to completely overpower George Pickens, De'Ode Johnson. So that's not exactly going to be uh, a great way to to win. Realistically, the only way the Steelers win is by running the ball so much and so often against the Buffalo Bills, whose run defence is not great, that they shorten the game down, cut it down, and try and stay in it and force a mistake. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Josh Allen is unless he throws like another two, in, two three interceptions, which is entirely possible. He is prone to those making those kind of... Um, but I, I don't see it happening. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to start fast. I think they're going to get up to a big lead. I think the Steelers won't be able to run the ball as much as they want to because of the deficit. And I think the Buffalo Bills are going to run away with it. I, I honestly think they score by more than... win by win by more than two touchdowns. Um, hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be close. Um If it is, then I don't think anyone's going to see it coming.
0: Yeah, well, for me, listen, okay, like we talked about the weather in this game is going to be insane. Also, apparently, it's going to be 65 mile an hour winds and a half a foot to a foot of snow is supposed to happen here. So it's going to be a literal blizzard, but I'm going to keep this one pretty short and sweet. I'm right there with this with these guys. I'm taking Buffalo here. Listen. I don't agree that it's going to be a big spread because I think, given the the, the weather conditions, Mike Tomlin being on the other side, and because I saw Buffalo early like this this past month play the Chargers and the Patriots, both teams being on backup quarterbacks and both teams being in the top five of the draft and beat them by a combined eight points. You know, so Buffalo's known to kind of play down to their opponents at times, and you know they're they're not a very trustworthy team themselves. You know, so I actually like Pittsburgh. Plus, it's a nine and a half spread. I would take Pittsburgh plus the nine and a half for this game because I think it'll be around a five to eight point game. But without TJ Watt, and like I said, with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, he's played well. But like, you're not going to get me to sit here and believe in Mason Rudolph. Like, you're not going to get me to bang the table. Like, yeah, he's the guy. And like, no, you're not going to get me to do that. Uh, And I'm not going to be the one uh, to pick the upset in this game. Uh, Y'all can have that if you want to. Uh, I, for one, will just take Buffalo here. I think it's going to be another ugly January football game. I think it's going to be 17 to 10 Buffalo. I think it's going to be a disgusting football game and Buffalo is going to move on to the next round. But let's go to Dallas this is the two seeded NFC East winning Cowboys who are absolutely dominant at home and they get a home game in the wild card round against the seven seeded Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love whose offense has been hot as of late so Lawrence I'm going to kick it to you first on this one man give me your thoughts on this game and who wins
2: I mean you said it the Cowboys win at home it's what they've done it's what they've done best for the last few seasons they're very difficult to beat at home um If they were the one seed, we could be talking about Dallas making it all the way to the Super Bowl because of that home field advantage. Obviously, it's not the case. Um, But this game, the 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 Cowboys have to be the favorites, right? You know, the Packers are playing good football. Jordan Love has exceeded expectations. Somehow, um, you know, the Packers have managed to get you know the next Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's played exceptional football. He's second in the league in touchdowns. I think you know credit to him. He had a lot of, you know, guys plotting against him. A lot of people in his own fan base that hated the fact that he was drafted. You know, it looked like the worst move ever. And all of a sudden, a few years later, Aaron Rodgers is gone. And you've got a young quarterback who is throwing for 32 touchdowns on the season with, might I say, a receiving group, which is not exactly great. Um, I I think the future is great for the Packers, but I also think the future is not now for the Packers. I think they lose this game, but closer than you might expect. You know, the Cowboys... Have a very high-powered offense. CD Lamb has been prolific this season. Yeah. Equally, the Packers have Jair Alexander. He's back from suspension or wherever it was for you know imitating a captain, <laughs> whatever that was. Um, he he he's a great op- he's a great kind of guy that you have in your team to try and limit that production from CD Lamb. But unfortunately, outside of outside of that, I don't think anyone else in the Packers necessarily stands out as a star player. You know, Zadarius Smith is no longer with the team. He used to be that guy. Um, I think he's on the Browns now. Um, look, it is it, a tough game going into going into Dallas is difficult. It's not easy to do. No one's done it for I think the last two seasons, um, and yeah, that's, that's for two years. that's for, that's for good that's a good reason. You know, they're comfortable at home. I expect them to be confident. They've just won the East, despite you know it being unlikely considering how the season started. Okay, yes, the Eagles did all they could to help them with that. But they still won the East. They're still going to be feeling good. They still got that first home home game on the playoffs. They should win this game. This should be almost a lock for the, for the Cowboys to win this. My worry, however, is the same criticism I've said of the Dolphins, same criticism I've said of Dak all season since he's been in the league. I I don't think he's... The kind of quarterback that necessarily turns it on in the big moments. I don't know if that's the playoff to kind of get to him, but he's not exactly enjoyed tremendous success success in the postseason. I think I'm not gonna say this Saturday, Sunday is gonna be an exception, because I think he's gonna win, but that's not gonna be because necessarily because of him. I think there's just too much talent on the Cowboys roster, too many things would need for them they would need to do wrong in order for the Packers to win this game. It's entirely possible. Don't get me wrong, it is. Um, I just don't see it happening. Personally, I don't see it happening at all. Um, Especially if the Cowboys get that run game going, it's not even going to be close. Um, So yeah, give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys by 10. I I think it's going to be a 30 to 20 kind of scoreline.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned with the red game for the Cowboys, I mean, you know, they haven't had a great run game all year. I think they've been disappointed with the output they've got from Tony Pollard. It's clear. I think he's not a true number one back. He's more of a change of pace back. That's a better role that fits him. But I mean, if there's a team you're going to run on in the playoffs, it's going to be Green Bay. I mean, their run defense is atrocious. So, yeah, if there's a, a game they're going to get Tony Pollard going, it's probably going to be this one. So, Sammy, I'm going to kick it to you, man. What do you think? Give me your thoughts on this Packers Cowboys game and then who wins?
1: I'm sorry. Like I, I'm just thinking about like the Packers and Cowboys, and I'm just thinking to myself, the Cowboys are like 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 Aaron Rodgers to the Cowboys. Like the, there's this whole like triangle here with yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and the Cowboys that could potentially mm-hmm. happen. Okay, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was the father of the Cowboys for the longest time. He unfortunately had a divorce and left. And then the stepfather comes in Jordan love and could like beat him just as bad. Like this is, this is the potential that we have here, but
0: then you throw throw Mike McCarthy into that whole thing. And then Mike McCarthy being the head coach of the Cowboys makes it
1: that much. I'm going to stop with the shenanigans. I'm just going to go ahead and get started on this analysis. Um, (laughs) look guys, I don't, I don't know why. I have a feeling this is a trap game for the cowboys yeah. i have a very strong feeling that somehow someway lawrence is going to be right and dak prescott is going to revert to the dak prescott of old and i don't know why i feel like this because i'm picking the cowboys to win this game they're at home right like it's no it makes no sense but like for some reason i feel like the green bay packers this voodoo magic where they're going to perform well against the Cowboys, no matter what Joe Barry's defense is going to step up somehow. And CD Lamb, I still expect CD Lamb to have a big game. I mean, CD Lamb's been having an incredible season, uh, second best wide receiver in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's right now, we, we, here's, here's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with Jordan Love, who's second in the league in touchdowns, who's probably going to be at the end of it, at the end of at the end of next year, he could potentially be a top 10 quarterback. I I firmly believe that. And 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 he's doing it with a weapons core that's one of the youngest in the league, okay? It's got, I mean, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. Like, this is a young receiving core, right? I don't expect Jordan Love to get whatever he wants here in this game. I do think the pressure is going to get to him. I think Michael Parsons is going to get be able to get home. But I do expect Jordan Love to step up and step up and show out. Like, I do expect him to... to to make some really big time throws i expect the cowboys to be the cowboys just a little bit and this game's going to be interesting heading into the fourth quarter ladies and gentlemen so with that being said i have the cowboys winning i have them winning at home because they should but it's going to be close and it's going to be a bit high scoring i'm going to go 30 27 i think dallas is going to escape by the skin of their teeth last second field goal from brandon
2: Aubrey. Interestingly, I think if it's a close game, I think the Packers are going to win it. I think that either the Cowboys win it by a lot, or the Packers end up getting that last-minute field goal. That's how I feel about the Cowboys. They're either mm. going to blow them out and win comfortably, and it's not going to be that close going into the fourth, or it's going to go into the fourth quarter. I think that's going to feel like he's got to do too much to get them that win. I think he forces a throw that he shouldn't, or you know one of the or he fumbles it i don't know but i think there's gonna be something that happens if it's a close game i just think i i have so much faith that Dak Prescott might find a way to throw the game away faith
1: is crazy faith is crazy
2: (laughs) but can you blame me you know that's just kind of the impression i get from this matchup the packers are, are not exactly slouches they're going to be a tough game, tough team to beat. They kind of got under the radar a lot of the season. You know, will they make the playoffs with the, you know, having lost the North? They have. And they're here. And, and quite frankly, if the Cowboys don't show the the, the Packers the respect they deserve, Jordan Love the respect he deserves, this game could be quite close. And quite frankly, if it does go down to the wire, I, I think the Packers are more likely to come away with the win. That might just be hate. And like genuine distrust and dislike of the cowboys talking but at the same time i feel like i'm not being crazy there like i feel like that's that's a well-founded kind of like reasonable kind of uh, stance to take
0: you're not being crazy at all lawrence because i had it's crazy i had the same takeaways that both of you had okay my first thing that i wrote down is this game is going to be a lot better than most people think okay people are forgetting before the last couple of years where it was the 49ers eliminating the Cowboys in the playoffs seemingly every year, it was Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, the, the those led Packers knocking the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Now, obviously, like we talked about, McCarthy's on the other side, but... The Cowboys have some demons to overcome here, okay? And McCarthy has some of his own. So I've seen many people talk about how the Cowboys are going to blow out Green Bay in this game because obviously they're all-time great at home and, you know, Green Bay's defense is suspect, which both are true. I'm not denying those. Those are both facts, okay? But also slightly misleading, okay? Green Bay's defense is bad against the run, okay? They're bottom five in football against the run. We talked about it. They're terrible against the run they're actually solid against the pass. They had the ninth best pass defense in football this season, okay? That's the re- that's and the reason that's relevant, I should say, is because Dallas doesn't run the football much this year or very well. Okay. And they rely heavily on the pass, which Green Day is actually pretty solid against. Okay. Unfortunately, Jair Alexander is actually questionable for this this game. They said he's a true game time decision because he rolled his ankle in practice this week. So hopefully he's actually out there. That would be a huge loss for them. And that might change the whole thing. So obviously if he doesn't play, that's a big concern going up against CeeDee Lamb. But who obviously, like Sammy talked about, top two receiver this year. There's no doubt about it. He was either the first or the second best receiver in the league this year. And also because Jair doesn't normally travel. Normally they just put him on the outside, and he doesn't normally travel with the you know with the receivers. And the Cowboys do like to get CD in motion and put him in the slot a lot. So that would be something that you know would be concerning as far as Green Bay goes. But you know this is still something that I think can work out in Green Bay's favor overall. Also, like Sammy talked about. You said after next year, Jordan Love could be a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he played like a top 10 quarterback this year. You know, obviously we need to see it in the playoffs and we need to see him, you know, do it for an extended period of time before we're like really, really, you know, top 10 with somebody. But I mean, he played like a top 10 quarterback this year. There's no question about it, in my opinion. But lately, this Packers offense has been doing something that can expose a weakness in Dallas's defense. Okay. And that's run the football ever since aaron jones has come back healthy this running game has been different okay he's had 120 rushing yards in each of his last three games averaging close to six yards per carry going up against the cowboys defense that we've seen get exposed against the run okay so with that being said I'm not impressed with the Cowboys like everybody else is, okay? I don't think they're the second best team in the NFC. I think this game does have a lot of upset potential. Of all the big favorites this week, this is the closest I had to picking an upset, okay? I would definitely pick the Packers plus the 7.5 points, but... I will go with the Cowboys here in a close one. I think the Packers are a little too banged up and I think they're a little too inexperienced and the Cowboys are just a little too great at home. So I do think it ends up, the Cowboys do end up winning a close game here, 31 to 26. And even though I don't believe in the Cowboys, I actually think this is probably their best chance to make the NFC title game they've had in a couple of years because they might have the easiest path to get there. I mean, if, if the Rams beat Detroit, like we'll talk about here coming up, if the Rams end up beating Detroit, I mean, then Dallas will get the winner of Philly and Tampa Bay, you know, which in my opinion will be the worst team to to finish, you know, to get into the second round essentially. So I think that Dallas may have a chance to cruise into the NFC championship game after, you know, not being there for 28 years or whatever it is at this point. But I think it's going to be Dallas winning this one, but it could be close. I mean, like, like you mentioned, Lawrence, I think it's going to be really, really interesting as far as, as far as it goes, you know, if it gets to be a close game, is Dallas going to turn back into the Dallas of old or, you know, what the case is going to be in, you know, in that game. But uh, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be really, really interesting to see where we go from here with this game, because, you know, we've seen these two teams battle it out in the playoffs. uh, you know in a couple years but let's move on we got another revenge matchup i just talked about it okay it's two of the teams that maybe had the most even trade in nfl history okay it's the six-seeded rams and quarterback matthew stafford who's making his return to detroit to face the six or the three-seeded nfc north winning lions and quarterback jared goff who is also going to face his former team so sammy i'm kicking it to you on this one man give me your thoughts on this game and who's winning rams or lions
1: Detroit Daddy is home and he's ready to kick your door down. Look, let me explain to you guys why the Rams are going to win this game. I I I know right now that you know the Lions have have ended the season off for it very strongly and they have a run game and they have an elite offense. But that defense is still trash and it's and and this Rams defense has gotten a bit better every single every other week. So I think with that being said, look, the Rams, and I'm not saying this just because the Lions, like I don't believe in the Lions. I'm saying this also because the Rams, in my opinion, (laughs) the Rams, in my opinion, are probably the most dangerous team in the NFC. Like this, Sean McVay knows how to win a Super Bowl and so does Matthew Stafford, okay? You still got Cooper Cup there and Puka Nakua, I I don't know a single, I don't know a single uh, defensive back that can touch those two. So, and, and then on top of all that, the Lions don't have exactly a good run defense either. And when and when we're talking about one of the best better running backs in the game, second team all pro Kyron Williams is one of them. And 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 let me tell you, it, it's funny, it's funny because like Detroit coming into the season, it really did look like their defense had improved. And come heading into the season, it looked like it did. Absolutely. But as the season went on. As things started to roll around, we started to see the same old defense. And and that reverted me back to saying, you know what? What can we really... I mean, can I really trust this team? Can I really trust this Lions offense? Can I really trust this Lions defense? I don't think I can. But can I trust Matthew Stafford? You're damn right I can. Can I trust Sean McVay? You're damn right I can. And I expect Aaron Donald to be a presence in this playoff game now let me re let me reiterate something let let me just go ahead and say this as well the lions have an amazing offense an amazing run game built just for the playoffs okay just for the playoffs it's all good man it happens i mean collapses happen all the time just ask the dolphins (laughs) okay look i i just got i mean that was a stray at my own team that i couldn't Yo, help but do I, I couldn't help but do you see i'm fun guys i have fun here yeah i don't know look, uh, shut up anyway <laughs> <laughs> look on top of that look they have one of the worst red zone defenses they want to have the have one of the worst passing defenses their saving grace is going to be the run defense. Okay. And stopping Kyron Williams. I think their run defense is, is, is damn good. Look, it's, we're talking about second in the league. Good. Are you kidding me? The Lions second, second in the league in a defensive category. I would not have expected that in the world, but here we are and it's okay. But I just think in my opinion, I feel like the experience is on the line side, no Lions Ram side. I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, the better QB is on the line side. I feel like the better, at the end of the day, the better defense is on the, the Rams side. I keep saying Lions as if the Lions are going to win this game. The Rams have a better defense, in my opinion. They have a better QB. They have the better coach. They have the better running back. They don't have the better back running back duo, but they have a better, better running back than both DeMont- David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. This is all set up to be an upset. I think the Rams are going to go in Detroit. It's going to be so heartbreaking to see all those Detroit fans packed in the Ford Field just for them to lose to their daddy, Matthew Stafford. It's so poetic. I think the Rams advance and they win this game. It's going to be close. 27-24.
0: Yeah. See, you said it was going to be heartbreaking for all the Lions fans, but you're going to be you're going to be sitting over there laughing because you've been a hater all year for for no apparent reason. The, I'm, the, a the team I'm a realist. Team has a tie a for the second best record in the league, and you're over I'm there. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Okay, this is
1: this is what I see. I see it in yeah. the film. When it comes to, when it comes to the dolphins, I'm blind, but when it comes to every other team, best believe I don't miss for the most part. Yeah,
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, But I I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm really excited for the revenge storyline of this game. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit after, you know, basically wasting away there for a decade. Plus, because the organization was not great at the time, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a extremely entertaining to watch. This is my favorite game of the weekend, easily. I'm really really excited to watch this one, uh, Lawrence. I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Who wins this game? Give me your thoughts. What do you think? Rams or uh, Rams or Lions?
2: Uh, this is my favorite game of the week as well. Um, look, the, the script writers were on point for this. You know, you got the return of Matthew Stafford to Detroit after you know over a decade of underachieving and failure. Not on his part, on the franchise's part, you know, he was still a yeah. good QB there, but you know, they still accomplished nothing. Uh, and then you got Jared Goff, uh, the return of the prodigal son, you know, um, they got rid of him, they didn't want him, um, they didn't believe in him, even though he took him to the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, I think Jared Goff is one of the most underrated QBs in the league. I think he's playing phenomenal football since he's, even when he was at. LA, let's be honest, he was still playing good football. Was it Sean McVay's scheme and the talent around him? Maybe, but quite frankly, what he's accomplished in in Detroit, you know, he's, you know, we talk about Dan Campbell and how he's changed the culture. You know, that doesn't happen without Jared Goff playing well at quarterback, quite frankly. So let's give him some respect as a player. He deserves it. Um, And and, and whilst, yes, okay, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay have gone to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl, so is you know jared goff has done this before he's gone through the playoffs he's made the nfc championship he's he's won the nfc championship he's not exactly a losing quarterback that has no playoff kind of record you know he's he's not exactly some bum like Tua is. um (laughs) anyway um in terms of this game what what this game kind of is going to come down to for me is that run game for both teams both teams run the ball phenomenally well actually in a lot of ways these two teams kind of seem identical to me. Good quarterback play, a, a good receiver duo. On the Rams, you've got Puka and Cooper Cup. On the Lions, you've got Amon Ra-St. Brown and Sam Laporte, who looks like they're the next coming of Rob Um, Both got solid running games. And quite frankly, you both got abysmal secondaries. I mean, the Lions are ranked 29th in coverage. The not Rams great. are ranked 31st. No, they're no, both awful. Quite frankly... The Rams right now, I said it in an episode um, before, are probably going to be missing Jaden Ramsey a lot right now. That second round pick they got from him is not looking worth it because, quite frankly, if you put Jaden Ramsey back on that Rams team, we're probably talking about a Rams team that could make some significant waves. Um, I am going to disagree with Sammy on one thing though. I don't think. Rams beating the Lions is going to be an upset. I don't think either outcome is going to be an upset because this is going to be the closest game I think we're going to see this weekend. I think both teams are in a great position to win it. There's a lot of storylines involved, a lot of, you know, um, interweaving kind of, you know, threads. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. I think the Lions are going to win it though. I think they've got the better defence. They've got the better offence. I think, quite frankly, they're, they're, they're more invested in this. You know, this culture, this turnaround that has gone on in detroit has all kind of culminated to this first playoff game right at home in detroit when was the last time they hosted a playoff game god knows when I don't so think they're are alive the fans are going to show out they're going to be really fired up the rams are going to have to go in and play the disruptors um and quite frankly i, I don't think they are going to pull it off i think like i, I agree with sammy aaron donald is going to have something to say um, but this this Lions offensive line is one of the best in the league. There's a reason why they can run the ball as well as they can. It's not just because, you know, they are exceptional after contact, um, but it's because that offensive line can move people. It's good in pass protection. It really sets up the play action well. Uh, and guys like Amon Ross St. Brown are so consistent. I mean, talk about a guy you want in your team that you can go to on third downs when you need it on a playoff game. Who else? He's probably you know one of the most clutch wide receivers in the league right now he's not going to take top off a defense but when you need him on you know third and long you know he's one of the top guys you'd probably want in that situation Sam Laporte is playing exceptional like I said he looks like the next Rob Gronkowski in terms of stats and his first year he's playing exceptional um American football right now but I, I just think the Detroit have so much riding on this game to come out flat and I think they are the better team. It's close, though. I'm not going to predict a blowout because, quite frankly, that like I said earlier, they're almost identical in their kind of construction, how they're built, and their weaknesses. I think it, it, the game is going to be decided, quite frankly, by, you know, if both teams can run the ball uh, the way they, they want to, then which secondary steps up? Because you've got to step up. You can't be 29th and 31st against the pass and continue that in, in the playoffs if you want to make a deep run. So someone's going to step up, someone's got to make a play. Um, I just have more faith in the Lions. I think they've got more riding on it. You know, Sammy doesn't like the Lions. Don't understand why, quite frankly. At least I've got an excuse to hate the Dolphins. Because I know. like the Lions. That's why he don't like the Lions. That Look, is. man, I'm a I'm realist. A I, I already
1: explained to all of you. I am a realist. I do not no. see Super Bowl when I no. see Detroit. It's not okay. Buying. It's not okay.
2: Buying. I'm not saying Super Bowl either. I'm just saying I think they beat the Rams. I think they at least make the division round. I think it's going to be a close game, but give me Detroit by three. I'm going to think it's going to be 24-21.
1: Also, Matt, Matt saying that this Super Bowl, like they're going to the Super Bowl, kind of had gave me a bit of an edge.
0: So listen, I it's not like I said it, you know, in week sixteen of this year. You know, I said it in week sixteen of last year that they were going to the Super Bowl. And sure enough, they had tied for the tied for the best record in the NFC this year. So wow, what a what a terrible pick that was a year or oh, a okay, year sure plus man. ago. Okay, you know, so listen, okay. This is easily my favorite game of the weekend, all right? This is easy, this is <laughs> the game we all wanted, okay? This is my NFC Super Bowl pick Lions we're talking about here, okay? And I firmly believe that they are the second-best team in the NFC, okay? I feel like they're more built for the playoffs than the Cowboys to me, and yep. they're, I think they're just better than the Cowboys to me. I, I, I simply, Trust I frankly you. think the Lions are better, okay? But, listen, for them to go to the Super Bowl— <laughs> This is gonna be a gauntlet, okay? Round one, they're facing a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago, one of the hottest teams in football and a team that is a trendy Super Bowl pick now this year and how they finished the year in the LA Rams, okay? Round two, they've got probably who a lot of people think is the second best team in the NFC more than likely in the Cowboys with tons of talent on both sides of the ball and they got to face them in Dallas who hasn't lost a game at home in what, in will what have been the last 17 games okay then in the NFC championship you got to face the Niners who would most likely you know feel like the most talented team in football and a top 2 team in football for sure in San Francisco okay so this is going to be almost impossible but guess, guess what ladies and gentlemen A Dan Campbell-led team is built for it, okay? They run the ball, they stop the run. A physical offensive line, Amon Ross St. Brown, a physical receiver, hopefully Sam Laporta is in the lineup. He was at practice this week, which is a good sign, but he obviously had that knee injury last week. If not, that's a huge loss. But like uh, Lawrence mentioned, he's a beast, okay? But this team can do it, okay? Also, I understand the Rams hype, okay? The Rams are a good football team. We've seen them do it before, okay? They've won a Super Bowl before, obviously we've seen it, okay? But I also think the Rams' second half has been vastly overstated for how good they've been, okay? They've won each of the last four weeks. You got to give them credit. They've won each of the last four weeks, okay? You beat the Commanders by eight. You beat the Giants by one. You beat the Saints by one. And then you beat the Niners by one. We're both teams' rested starters, okay? I'm not shaking in my boots. whoop the frickin do okay? You beat all those teams. I ain't that scared, all right? Listen, okay? They're getting extra credit for going OT and losing to the Ravens, okay? That is impressive considering how bad the Ravens have been beating everybody. But again, that's not making me quiver in fear. Also, everyone's saying that Dan Campbell taking a bunch of risks is why the Lions are gonna lose early. You could be right, okay? Because you take a lot of risks, you could get burned. But you know what they say, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Lions 28, Rams 24, the first step to the Super Bowl. Let's go Detroit. You already know, Sammy.
1: It's not happening. I'm sorry, Detroit. He's lying to you. Look, I'm sorry. Look, I get it. I get, you know, everything that you guys are saying about the Detroit Lions. Okay. They got the run game to do it. They have the run defense to do it. Quite frankly, I think at the end of the day, we're talking about who's a better quarterback. Matthew Stafford is that guy okay he is and Jared Goff quite frankly is not okay I don't care I don't I do not care what you guys say about Jared Goff I don't care what you guys like think Jared Goff could be in this playoff run if you want you if you ask me would you rather have the blue pill Mr. Jared Goff or the red pill, Mr. Matthew Stafford. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't pick Matthew Stafford, what exactly are you doing, okay? Okay. And, and oh, on top oh, of that- Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I, got,
0: I, got, I got beef with what you just said, On top okay? of that, because, hold because, on. Because, because, no, 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 because you just said earlier in the Dolphins discussion, you just threw out who was the best quarterback in the game. You just threw that out completely, okay? Ignored everything else that- I was wasn't finished with my point. Okay? Yeah, well, I was yeah whatever. I wasn't finished with my point. Yeah, whatever, okay. I wasn't.
1: On top of that, on top of that, Sean McVay is a hands down, no question about it, a better coach than Dan Campbell, okay? It's not even close, all right? It, and on top of that, you, look, you guys are acting, like, the difference between the Chiefs and the difference between the lines is that the one team has an actual good defense and the other's defense is not very good. Look, it's not, it's not like they're playing in a dome. I don't think it's a dome. It's not a dome. It's but look, dome. Matthew, no, it's a dome. It's a dome. It's a dome. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They're playing in a dome. Okay. Whether it's not going to impact the game. You want to know? And Matthew Stafford played there years and years and years. He's facing one of the worst passing defenses in the league with one of, and has one of the best wide receiving cores in the league with one of the best play callers in the league. And if you don't think that Sean McVay is going to scheme up a decent run game against this yeah. team, i look, man, I, I understand picking the lines isn't crazy, but I, but I promise you, Thinking like the Lions are Super Bowl contenders after seeing their defense barely get to the finish line, struggling against Nick Mullins? Are
0: you kidding
1: me? Nick, Look, man, Nick Mullins just throws straight man. up.
0: That's that's man. like half luck. That I mean, he'll he'll throw he'll throw just a seventy yard is it. crazy. Well, nice. they lost both times. Oh, they lost,
1: but no, uh, I mean, thank God, thank God that the, the Detroit Lions, thank God, they were able to step up against the Minnesota Vikings. My goodness, I would hope so.
0: Well, you're, you're just talking shit about Nick Bullins, and he were, they lost. What do you mean? Like, I it's have, not like he, it, they, he he scored like 20 points both games and they lost because he throws a bunch of... also
1: balls him a lot of yardage.
2: They
0: also gave sure. him a lot of yardage. Let
1: yeah, that I, be messy,
0: Stafford. See what happens, yeah, okay? Hey, 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 Do they, hey, score hey, on Sammy, yardage you know they score on points?
2: Sammy, you said something so outrageous in that little tirade of yours, you know, that hate fueled tirade, which I can't relate to, that it's you said not, was so outrageous. I had to open it up. It is crazy. He closed down but my, last my is what up, you like said, lion, and I had to open it back up again just to check something, okay? You said Matthew Stafford is hands down much better than Jared Goff. Uh-oh. Looking at the stats this season, okay. Oh, the stats will 1,000% oh, tell you Jared Goff is better.
1: The stats will tell but, you he's better. If you watch the film, it's and hands down 62.6% completion percentage to yeah.
2: Jared Goff, 67.3. Yeah. 3,965 yards to Jared Goff, 4,575 yards. He's got mm-hmm. 24 touchdowns to Jared Goff, 30. And he's mm-hmm. got 11 interceptions to Jared Goff, 12. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and basically, almost every statistical capacity there, Jared Goff is playing better football this season. And you're still going to stand there and say, he is hands down not even close. Jared Goff is trash. That is outrageous.
1: Like well, a, I'm, I'm not like, saying Jared Goff is just, trash. I'm saying, saying Jared Goff is not he's better than Matthew Stafford. Stafford.
2: You're making it out to be like it's it's like ache is a distance between the two. Matthew Stafford is a is like a is an old veteran. He's been doing it for years. He, he you know might end up in the Hall of Fame. But Jared Goff is not some bum. I feel like ever since he got traded away for Matthew Stafford by the Rams, it's like you know. Um, he's, he's kind of viewed in this way like, oh, the Rams didn't want him, therefore he must be trash. He's gone for the Lions, and he's, he's, he's not even had a resurgence because he was never bad on the Rams. He's he's playing great football right now. He's one of the best. He's definitely he was never down.
1: enough. He was never enough on the Rams, and he's, he's not going to be winner. enough for Detroit. I'm sorry. He is, is going to be enough. He's
2: who is one of the best players in the league, agreed. But you've got, you know, Cooper Cup, who's been injured, but he's fine. But you've got Puka Nakua, a lot of offensive weapons. And you still haven't had that much production or as much production as Jared Goff has had in the Lions with a apparently significantly worse head coach. I'm sorry,
1: who predicted Puka Nakua to have the season that he's
2: having? Matthew Stafford is better than Jared Goff. I can accept you saying Sean McVay is better than Dan Campbell. But the fact that you made it out to be like, Acres of distance between the two is wild. Personally, I think Jared Goff is playing better than Matthew Stafford right now. I think Dan Campbell is a hell of a head coach. He might not be the offensive mind that Sean McVay is, but quite frankly, for you to make it out like it's not even close is wild to me. Yeah, it well, is close. It's a, it's almost a coin toss. Quite frankly, I think Sean
1: McVay and Dan Campbell. It is absolutely he not a coin toss. Take that. Sean McVay. He well, the
2: good something. thing. Well, the good thing about
0: the Sean McVay, Dan Campbell discussion is it's not just Sean McVay and Dan Campbell. Ben Johnson is maybe the best offensive coordinator in football, too. So they have another really, really good coach on the staff who might be just as good an offensive play caller as Sean McVay at this point. Like, he can dial up a game plan offensively. So I, agree. I think it's not it's not just the sean McVay, dan campbell thing i think there's other coaches that come into uh, other coaches that come into play and two i mean listen you can i i would also obviously i would take matthew stafford over jared goff who i agree with lawrence that it's not a like it's an ocean of difference between them but i think if there is a place where you would take jared goff it's on turf if you look at jared goff's numbers on turf The guy is like the next coming of Kurt Warner with the show, like the the greatest show on turf. The guy plays great on turf. Okay, he might not play great in the cold because he got them little ass hands, but he plays great on turf. Okay, so he's going to be on turf and he plays really, really good on turf. So if there's a place that Jared Goff's going to play great, especially against a really bad pass defense that the the Rams have, I think it's going to be in, you know, at home on turf. And, you know, that's going to be the first step for a Super Bowl run for the Lions. So uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, and I'm yeah. gonna be here to break it down, and it's gonna be exciting. That's all I know.
1: Look, man. Look, I, I, I'm not here to, to rain on. I'm here to rain on the Detroit parade, but I'm not here. You Detroit, you should be celebrating. Okay, you're getting a home playoff win. You're you're welcoming back your your your, few, your former franchise QB. And he's going to celebrate with you guys. And it's going to be fun until he has to destroy you. And it's, I, I look, and, I, and as much as destroy. I want to see Detroit, look, the city of Detroit has gone through enough. Okay. They had—they really have. The Pistons. Oh God, the Pistons. My goodness. Yeah. Like they've gone through so much. And I'm sorry to say, Detroit, you can- you still can't have anything. Okay. Matthew Stafford, your own franchise quarterback, your baby boy. And now your daddy is going to take it away.
0: Hater, Sorry, hater, whatever, man.
2: Yeah, listen, Realist. you just, just want to see
0: Detroit fail. That's fine, and you're gonna be Detroit least, fails least, on their own. What are you talking about? Yeah, they do. Yeah, please, they do. The Tigers, do man.
2: When you go oh and two, and the Dolphins lose, and the Lions win, just keep this energy because this is this. I can't keep wait. That for that
1: energy. Look, I I always keep the same energy whether I win or I lose. Okay, I've never there's yeah, never been, been a day million where million I'm million not million, me. All, million all million right, like that.
2: I want that. I want that apology. You know, emailed into the Detroit franchise. I, I have had the glasses had
1: ready go. just in case. Okay, it's it's. it's... Well, either listen, way, man.
2: either
0: way, we're we're all excited for this game. I mean, this is this is easily my favorite game of the weekend, just because of all the revenge storylines, and it's two really good football teams going at it. I think they're two pretty evenly matched football teams. Unfortunately, the Detroit Lions are going to win. Finally, the last game of super wildcard weekend is on monday and it's the five-seeded and absolutely reeling defending nfc champion philadelphia eagles going to tampa bay to take on the four-seeded nfc south winning tampa bay bucks so lawrence i'm kicking it to you man give me your thoughts on this game and who you got you got the Bucks or the eagle
2: this is one of those games which just tough to call on paper it should not be close right you're looking at the rosters you are going to talent the eagles have It should not be a close game, but at the same time, they should not have lost the one seed. They should not have fallen down to this the five seed. I think they are. They should not have lost the East. They have choked away. They have done a masterclass in how to choke away a season. And they better hope they stop this weekend, otherwise they're going to be out. uh, And and quite frankly, they're going to have a kind of like a crisis of culture and identity. Where if they lose this game, you look at Nick Sirianni on the on the chopping block because something has gone seriously wrong. In this back end of the season for the Eagles, it has been impressive how 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 much they've managed to how many games they've managed to lose. I mean, yeah. if you thought of Jags choking away a playoff what was bad, the Eagles tried their best, you wow. know, to replicate it. And quite frankly, I I worry they're not done yet. I worry they still got more choking in the tank. And quite frankly, the Buccaneers are not some like bum team that they're going to guarantee to win. I think this could be a close game if the eagles keep playing down uh, and playing beneath themselves this could be a very difficult game for them to win especially considering the fact that this Eagles secondary is been has been awful you know it is they've given up a league high 35 touchdowns in the air 423 receptions and 221 first downs in coverage and you're going against Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, two of the best receivers in football. And Baker Mayfield is not, you know, that franchise guy yet. He's playing well. He's had a resurgence in Tampa and I'm really happy for him. I think they've got their guy for the next couple of years if he keeps building on this, this progress. But talk about a bad matchup. You've got the Eagles that can't stop a pass and, and you've got the Buccaneers that can only pass because they can't run the ball. You know, it's a <laughs> bit, it's, it's a really interesting matchup because... The Buccaneers are going to be forced to pass exclusively against Eagles defense, which is great at stopping the run, but is awful against the pass. It's going to be really interesting to see which of those kind of, you know, who comes out on top in that regard. The Eagles should win this game. They have the talent to win this game. But I think it's going to be close. The reason why I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game is not because I'm going to sit here and say Baker Meafield is going to choke it away. I, my worry for the Buccaneers is that they are very one-dimensional on offense. They are incapable of running the ball. I think they they're, they're last in the league or near the back end of the league in terms of in most running statistics. And this Eagles defense is very good against the run. You know that D line is stacked. That front seven is stacked. We know this. It was stacked last year. They've all, they've invested a lot of talent that side of the ball in those kind of positions to stop the run. Um, my, my concern is for the Buccaneers. They're going to be forced to pass. Like they've been forced past all season uh and quite frankly when you come one dimensional in these kind of games um you good sammy <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i was taking a sip yeah. of water and it went down that's the wrong you also said something that caught my eye but i'll discuss it when Damn. i go
2: But yeah, no, the the Buccaneers have not been able to run the ball. They've been pretty poor at it, and and quite frankly, Baker Mayfield. If you're expecting him to drop back and pass 40, 50 times in a game and beat this Eagles team, I I don't think any QBs in the many QBs in the league. I mean, are are going to find much success in that. You know, he's going to have to make a lot of big time throws in big time moments. And I think there's going to be one moment in this game where he's, he's been trying to force, it. he's going to have a good game until the last kind of moments where the, the game might be in his hand. And one of those players in that secondary, you know, one of the Kevin Byards or James Bradbury or Darius Slays might just pick him off and end the game. Because whilst this Eagles secondary has been playing woefully, they are still, they're not playing as a unit. They're playing as a bunch of individuals, at They've got the talent. They're just not putting it together. And I think ultimately when you have so many star players, that it might just be a moment where one of them makes a play and ends the game. But quite frankly, this game should be close. The Buccaneers are not going to be a walkover that, you know, it's a good matchup for the Buccaneers. It is, you know, if they were going to be any playoff team, it's going to be the Eagles, quite frankly. And that's not just because the Eagles are playing poorly at the moment, obviously there's an aspect of it, but it's because the way these the teams match up. It goes. It does go in favor of the Buccaneers. Ultimately, I think the, the Eagles have too much talent. You know, Jalen Hurts is going to you know put the team on his back, um, take control, earn, just, you know, prove why he's earned all that money. Um, I have the Eagles winning it, but I have the Eagles are winning it in a close game. I think it's going to be like 26-23
0: yeah this is if you would have told me two months ago that this game was going to be in the playoffs i think i would have been like oh eagles are gonna romp them you know this is gonna be easy but sure enough the last two months the eagles have really went downhill and it's not like the bucks have looked great but i mean they've they've looked better than the eagles lately so yeah this is going to be a lot more entertaining football game than it would have looked like a couple months ago so sammy i'm going to you man give me your thoughts on this game and who you got you got the bucks you got the eagles
1: i got the buccaneers winning this game and i know and I, and I understand, you know, the Eagles are so going to somehow figure it out. Nick Sirianni said that he's not changing anything. Devontae Smith's probably not going to play. DJ Brown's probably not going to play. He deactivated his Twitter, by the way, and removed everything Eagles content. Yes. Look, I, look, usually I don't read too deep into things, but especially the week you're about to play a playoff game and you haven't practiced all week. Yeah, that's a pretty timely, you know, decision. And look, Jalen Hurts... He hasn't been able to read the field good all game long. He's facing now a defense. That's pretty good against the pass. Well, nah, man, against the pass. Antoine Winfield is one of the best safeties in the league. You got a great, we have a look. I think their secondary is relatively solid. Lawrence, you said something that caught my eye. You said their, 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 their front seven is, is good. Their front seven has been very, very underwhelming this year. Okay. And, and and their front seven, especially their linebackers, and we thought the the removing. I forget who the linebackers were last year. I believe it was um, TJ TJ Edwards, T.J. Edwards mm-hmm. and that it was somebody else. I forget the I forget his name. Terrell
2: was it Alex Singleton? I think
1: was no, it Hickleton? wasn't Alex Singleton. No. If you could help me out, Matt, while I'm making my point, yeah, I'll Google. They they decided to go. They decided to to have Nicobe Dean, who hasn't been healthy this year. He wasn't working. Christian Ellis came. He wasn't good. They decided to try out Shaquille Leonard, and he's been terrible. He's probably worse than all the linebackers. I mean, Anthony Morrow has been terrible as well. Look, the linebackers have been horrible to the point where it's like the, the run game that Tampa Bay has, the run game that Tampa Bay has right here, as bad as it is, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they have their best game of the season against this Against this Eagles team. This Eagles team has been absolutely terrible the last two months. And I can't expect anything to turn around. Because their offense is going to be the same. Their defense is going to stay the same. Nick Sirianni said it. He's going to be. It's going to be the same thing. He's like we're not going to change anything. Well if you're not going to change anything. Then don't expect anything to change. I expect. I don't just think. I expect the Buccaneers to go be at home. They're going to be at home. They're going to face an offense that's that's. And it's so bland. It's crazy. They're going to face a defense that's been underwhelming. The Buccaneers strength might only be just to pass in the offensive game. But with the Eagles, anything is possible because they've been garbage the last two months. The worst time of the entire year to be garbage, they have been that. So with that being said, give me the Buccaneers here. I expect it to be close, but I expect Buccaneers at the same time to have full control of this game. Give me the Buccaneers. Twenty-four to twenty.
0: Yeah. To uh, to build on your point with the linebackers from the Super Bowl, Sammy uh, Kaiser White. He was the other linebacker yes. for yes. Uh, for the for the Eagles in the Super Bowl run last year. But I mean, like you mentioned, those linebackers have been terrible. In the front, I mean, the front the front four, the depth of their front four was maybe the strength of their football team. And they have not been getting after the passer the way that we thought they would. So this team has not looked good. But listen, to me, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. I think these are two of the three worst teams in the playoffs. I mean, Pittsburgh with no T.J. Watt might be the worst. But I think these are the next two worst teams in the playoffs to me. Both QBs are very banged up. Baker Mayfield is also questionable to play as well. He's uh, He's got an ankle and some ribs that he's dealing with. And then obviously, like you mentioned, A.J. Brown is also banged up. And listen, okay? I'm going to go this direction, okay? I said this after the Eagles beat the Chiefs to go to 10 and 1, okay? And Nick Sirianni was screaming and talking shit to the Chiefs fans like a petulant, spoiled little brat of a child, okay? The football gods do not react kindly to behavior like that, Nick Sirianni. And since then, you've gone one in five, lost to some of the worst teams in football, and now we're only slight favorites over a team that barely won the worst division in football. Okay, your defense is ranked bottom five in literally everything. Your quarterback is banged up and has regressed. And Sammy mentioned it, your star wide receiver took down everything Eagles related from all of his social media accounts. And all you, Nick Sirianni, have going for you is the tush push. That's all you have, which is likely <laughs> going to get outlawed after this season also, okay? So all that is to say, if Baker Mayfield plays and is relatively healthy, not only are the Tampa Bay Bucks going to win this game 27 to 23 to move on to the divisional round, but This is going to be Nick Sirianni's last game as the Eagles head coach. Mm. He will be fired, and you know who's going to replace him? the GOAT, William Steven Belichick. I am firmly on that bandwagon that has been going around sports media lately. Bill Belichick is gonna replace Nick Sirianni as the Eagles head coach. And the Eagles will finally have a champion head coach that can lead them to the next level. And Nick Sirianni will have no one to blame but yourself. And after your little terrible two-year-old personality that's gonna get you out of Philadelphia after just three years, the Tampa Bay Bucks are gonna win and Nick Sirianni is gonna get fired.
1: I have a question for the panel here,
0: yeah. Um, and it's a question I pulled up on Twitter. I want both of you
1: guys to answer this: If Nick Sirianni, let's say the Buccaneers end up beating the Eagles, like I expect them to, if Nick Sirianni fired, who do you guys do you guys think he gets hired by any other teams looking for a head coach?
0: Hell no, not as no, a head, head coach. Tonight. No, he'll go. He'll go to be an offensive assistant or something. But he ain't going back to be and, a head and coach my
1: second way. and my second question is. What do you guys, do you guys think last year, last year's Eagles run was a complete fluke?
0: No, I don't know if, I don't know if it was a complete fluke, but I mean, you look at their schedule last year. I I looked at their schedule before last season and I said, this team's going 14 and three. Like their schedule was such cake last year and the talent they had on their team. I don't, I don't think it was a complete fluke because I don't think anybody can get to the Super Bowl on just pure fluke. I mean, yeah. we don't know yeah. if they would have gone to the yeah. Super Bowl if Brock Curry stays healthy. They
1: competed right. exactly. I guess. I no, guess. No, 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 we
2: get there. I guess. I, mean, get, I
1: guess. What I'm, I, I'm, what I'm, what I'm asking was like, were we were 1,000 overrating this team, and we really underestimated the losses that they had in the offseason with Shane Steichen and no even Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan we, Gannon. bro, the smoke Jonathan Gannon was getting in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Was crazy. And when the Cardinals hired him, everybody said it was the worst hire in the entire league. And then they face off week, what was it? Week 17?
0: 17.
1: Week 17. And he goes to Philly and beats them. Yep. How about that? That's a slap in the face to every Eagles fan thinking that they dodged a bullet with removing Jonathan Gannon. Look, man. This Eagles... Go ahead, Lawrence.
2: Oh, I, I think regardless, I think Nick Sirianni's time in in Philly is coming to an end. I think this talent is this this roster is too talented um, for them to quite frankly waste it on a coach that you know probably peaked last season. You know he's 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 done a good job as a coach. He's taken them where they need to go, but at the same time, the collapse at the end back end of this season for me feels unforgivable almost especially when there are guys like Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick who are unanimously regarded as better head coaches um especially Bill Belichick who could turn that defense around and make it their strength right away why would you stick with him you've got such a talented roster it's almost neglectful to stay with Nick Sirianni and to go back to your question you know was last year a fluke no but that's that's more to do with the GM and the front office. It's not fluke that they assembled that roster in the way they did. Yeah, you know this team is genuinely so stacked. You got AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, two number one receivers. You know you got great talent on the defensive side of the be all, all people you haven't put it together the
1: best uh, offensive line in football too best yeah. offensive mm-hmm.
2: line in of football you know credit to you know i think it's harry roseman the gm and you know all the guys there that have done done a great job putting that together of course it's not fluke outside of brock purdy getting hurt which is not fluke that's more unfortunate for football than anything else because we were robbed of a great game um but no it's not fluke and, and Jalen hurts is, is not playing like a bum either he's not playing up to the standard you would expect with how much he's getting paid um, but but e- equally, I, I don't think he's the problem either. I think the defense has been underperforming. You know, twenty sixth in the league, um, but they've got a, the eighth ranked offense, eighth in passing in the league. Jalen Hurts has not exactly been unproductive. Um, you know, his, his and he's help. been hurt
0: too. He yeah. has been
1: hurt. But I think, hurt. I still think I still think that. Um, and I hate to interrupt you, Lawrence, but I still think with the talent that you're surrounded with, your passing stats, especially in year three, starting your four your three starting you need to be better like
2: yeah, last sure. year was
1: supposed to be last year was supposed to be the start of something and it's just been completely underwhelming in my.
2: Opinion. and I'll, I'll 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 do right now what i just did for the lions and the rams you know look at the two qbs jay and hertz and uh, and baker mayfield this might surprise some people Jalen Hurts completion percentage uh 65.4 baker mayfield 64.3 yards uh jay hertz 3858 baker mayfield 4044. Uh, Touchdowns, Jalen Hurts 23, Baker Mayfield 28, 10 interceptions on Baker, and 15 for Jalen Hurts. And he's looked better. And
1: And Baker's looked better than Jalen Hurts. Like, he reads the field better than Jalen Hurts. Baker
2: Mayfield there, you know, he's he's had a tough tough couple years. Um, You know, he had the misfortune of being drafted to the Browns, but not just drafted to the Browns, but drafted first overall, which is, you know, never... A recipe for success over in Cleveland. So many high expectations of the first overall pick. Odds were stacked against him. You know, bounced around teams. Finally found a home in in Tampa Bay, and he's kind of led them back to the playoffs. You know, he's not Tom Brady, obviously, but quite frankly, when he went to the Buccaneers, you know, we didn't think he'd necessarily win that starting job against. I think it was Kyle Trask, the backup. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Um, You know, there was a whole conversation. It's going to be a competition. He's earned it. He's proven himself as a starter if he puts a playoff notch under that belt, you know, we're talking about do the do do the Eagles have some serious personnel issues? Do they need to completely clean the slate on offense in, in, in the coaching room, I mean? And we're talking about do the Buccaneers have their franchise guy without having to go out and draft someone? So I think this this game has not just implications for the playoff down the line, as in who's going to make it to the, AS, the NFC Championship and Super Bowl. This playoff game out of arguably... Any other playoff game is going to have more implications for the off season and each team's in futures outside of the Super Bowl for next season than any other playoff game. I mean, I you could see Nick Sirianni lose his job almost two minutes after that final whistle goes. Quite frankly, Dude. if the Eagles lose,
0: I'd fire him now if Belichick wanted the job.
2: His job, you know, I think he should be gone regardless. Unless they win the Super Bowl, he should go because they're wasting talent. No doubt. But even if they lose, I don't think anyone's going to say Nick Sirianni, they're going to stand on the table and say he should stay. No one's going to say that. Not even the Eagles players are going to say that, especially when there's so many other better head coaching candidates out there. No doubt
0: about it. I mean, there. This if, if, if there's a year that it's like m- most acceptable to fire a coach that was just in the Super Bowl last year, it's this year, because you got Bill Belichick on the table, you got Mike Vrabel on the table. Like there's so many good coaches available. So yeah, I think... Uh, like I said, I honestly, if I was if if I was this week preparing for the playoffs, if Bill Belichick came to me and said, "Hey, I would take the Eagles job right now," I'd be like, "Nick Sirianni, get out of here. We'll have Belichick prepare this team for the playoffs, oh, yeah. and you know, we'll we'll see yeah, how it, it goes." You know, because you this coach, Eagles team's not going anywhere anyway.
2: We're winning two Super Bowls, Belichick as head coach as Eagles team, I reckon. Like maybe, I yeah, think the board lie unstoppable.
0: Yeah, so I it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out because obviously, you know, I don't think anybody's really on the Nick Sirianni bandwagon at this point, just based on how he's you know, how the team has performed down the stretch and how he's you know how he's handled himself through it. You know, he's turned into he's he's gotten real quiet. You gotten real quiet, buddy, as this season's gone on. It's crazy how Very that works when quiet. you go one and five. When you go one and five down the stretch, you're not screaming at fans mm-hmm. uh going going into the dugout. That's crazy or going to the dugout, going to the tunnel. That's how it works. Uh but I mean, this whole weekend we've got a six great, great football games this weekend that we're gonna get a chance to watch. Super wild wildcard weekend is gonna be just that. It is going to be super, and we are going to be here to break it all, all down for you next week. But that is gonna be it for us here today on the House Call Sports Great Iron segment. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe as well. We appreciate all your feedback. Give us your playoff predictions down below in the comments. Again, thank you to Vivid Seats for, for, for sponsoring this video. Shout out to the rest of our sponsors. That's Coffee Bros, or Coffee Bros, Co- Coffee Bros Lids, SportmanMobie.com, Pillow Fight, Cool TV and more. If you want to check out any or all of our sponsors, the links are down in the description and be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. That's at the house call sports. We got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We're up on threads. We've got merch. You can meet our crew and we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it
2: for us. Peace. I'm going to blame in injuries. You're not the type to blame injuries, but throughout the season at every single time you've lost, it's always been injuries or the referee.